Mike, the odds at the beginning of the season do not mean a damn thing. A damn thing. Not one. Not one. Is this proven? It's the proven. 50 to 1. 50 to 1 odds. Texas Rangers won the World Series. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Put a thousand bucks on Texas at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. A 50K. 50 G's, bro. 50 G's, man. <laughs> Down payment for the new house. <laughs> Absolutely. That was our boy, Wilbur Reyes, DJ ADSR, playing us in. The killer. As the World Series ends, Denver Jesus, Miami up and in for the second time this week. And we began the, the last podcast with Arizona. You know, they had just mounted a nice little comeback. You know, they they came on strong. You know, we talked about what they brought to the game. But on your mic, it's, it's hard to win when you had Texas scoring 11 runs the other day. And yeah, and then tough. yesterday they put on a hell of a pitching performance. Yeah, well, bo- both teams did. Yeah, no, it was, yesterday was a great game. Um, but like I said from the beginning, the, the bones were tough. You know what I mean? And... And I think I think Texas, you know, obviously has a lot more talent, you know, no doubt about it. Um, and and when when teams that aren't that good, like Arizona, as good as them, are playing against them, you have to play perfect. You know what I mean? And there was a couple of times in the series where if things would have just went their way, I think that we'd be saying something different right now. Like game right. one when they were winning five three, ah, that was a pivotal. That was that would have been like. You know they would have gone up 2-0. Yep. You know what I mean. And then and then in the game four, when I saw that sloppy base running with no outs getting thrown out at home, and a couple of those easy basic common mistakes were made, I I, I knew it was going to be tough because I mean, this Texas is so good. You even know? last night, you're you have Zach Zach Gallen throwing a no hitter through yeah, six, yeah. but you're not scoring runs. Not scoring runs, you know. And um, I had a feeling it was going to be a low scoring game. The beginning, especially because of how many runs Texas had scored before, um, and also the pitching hey, matchup too was no, the great. Pitching matchup was uh, was outstanding, but hey, Ivaldi was fantastic. A lot of great stories there in those teams of where they were and how they didn't produce, and here they produce. And um, baseball's over, off season begins. Now all the speculations, everything starts. Yep. Who's all going the speculation where, What's doing what? What are the teams going to do? But I'll tell you what, and I said it to Amanda before the show. You might have heard it here first, but. The Texas Rangers in 2024 with a healthy DeGrom and a Scherzer that will give you 15 starts, they got a chance of the repeat. They do. I mean, it's and legit. I mean, you know. It's, they got it's, a lot of good young talent, too. Yeah. And, and let me remind people, both these teams came from the bottom. Well, Texas was leading most of the year, and at the end they had a huge slide. They almost ended up out of the wild card. They had the wild card in. You know, in Arizona the same. So, you know, regular season, winning your division is awesome. You know, but it's always those teams from the bottom, Armando, that stay hot because they have to play better baseball towards the end of the year. Clinching with 20 games left kills teams. Giving teams those four or five, six days off kills teams. Yeah, the juggernauts yeah. haven't, haven't ha- won the having, last couple of years. to play to the last day has value. It yep. creates value. You know what I mean? And we've seen it the last, last three, four years. Yeah, like the Astros won last year, but everybody was talking Dodgers or Braves. This year, everybody was talking Dodgers or Braves or Astros, and none of the three won. And And next year, what's next year going to say? Well, next year, the odds already came out. 13-2 favorites are the Braves, followed by the Dodgers, because the Dodgers are favorites to get Otani. And nowhere in sight is the Rangers, the defending champs. The the Rangers are fourth. (laughs) And and look, the, the Rangers, you know, with Bruce Bochy did a hell of a job. 
Nathan Yovaldi. So Yovaldi yesterday, I and I, I called you and I told you the stat. I was like, Mike, did you see the stat that they just threw? The guy, the opponent's batting average with runners in scoring position against Yovaldi was 168. That means when, and we saw it last night, bases loaded, runners on third and second. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. The guy was pitching out of yep. a jam. Yep. Tranquilo, tranquilo. And, and Yovaldi, remember, like, his second team in the majors were the Florida Marlins. Yep. And and then after that, he went to the Yankees. And, you know, he was decent with both teams, but not a star. I think he started getting where he's at now with the uh, with the Red Sox. With the Red Sox. And that, that first playoff run he made, like, he got hit at swag. Like, he yeah. kind of figured out who he was in the playoffs because he's much better in the playoffs than in the regular season, I think. Yeah. You know? Are you are you going to put Ivaldi as one of the top five pitchers in baseball? No. But he's one of those guys, he's a bulldog that you want yeah, pitching in the important games. 150%, you know what I mean? And and those are characteristics, Armando, that have a, a ton of value, you know? And these are rotations, so the way it's sit, having the clinch with him being your guy, it was kind of like fairy tale made, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's true, every inning he had runners on. Runners on in the first, runners on in the second, runners on in the third. That was bases loaded where yep. Guriel, I don't know what he did, but... He saw him pitching yesterday, and he was tranquilo, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. so tranquilo. Yeah, he's been there. You know, he's a guy who's who's been there, and he's had success being there. You know what I mean? Which helps. And, um, man, he was good. He was real good. Yeah. He was really good. And Gallon on the other side was really good, too. There was one inning where he started hitting a little bit of a wall that he was still pitching the no-hitter, and you call me, and you're like, dude, they're, like, hitting bombs yeah, off this guy to the outs. warning track. And then I think the next inning was when they started pouring it on with some hits. Yeah. But did the Rangers have guys that could hit? Even though Adolis Garcia, you know, he, he strained his oblique muscle. He was he was out for the for the remainder of the World Series. I mean, he did his damage. Yeah. And then you know, um, the rest of the guys came up big. Evan Carter, uh, uh, Nathaniel Lowe. Uh, what, what's the um, the the other guy? Um, hey, the um, third baseman, Young. Like they yeah. they came in they came in huge, man. And Aroldis Chapman's got another ring, man. Yep. Guy's got some luck, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> and look, and the, the other guy who, who was struggling and he came up big yesterday was Simeon. Yeah. He had that yeah, home run yeah, to, yeah. like, break Huge. it open. Yeah, I was done there. And Corey Seager, MVP for the second time in he, a World Series. broke up the no-no, right? It's Corey yeah, Seager the, broke up that no-no the, in the, the other The other, uh, yesterday, last yeah. night, some guy asked him, he's like, hey, this is a question everybody wants to know. Everybody's been asking, why did Dodgers let you go? He's like, I don't know. It's awkward, yeah. You, you know, I mean, the, the Dodgers could have kept him. That guy was a superstar, and kind of wonder, you know, his numbers are just as good as Reggie Jackson in the playoffs, yeah. which is ridiculous. And I'm sure he's got a lot more playoff runs left. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but man, what, what what monster numbers, man! Remember you know that? I mean? Remember that the off season last was it last off season that the um, the Rangers came in and signed two second basemen, you know, and gave him a lot of money, and put Seager to short. Let let Simeon stay at. At second, and dude, both guys got you there. Both guys got you there. Amazing. I mean, their their GM looks like like a G. Yeah, no, the GM looks great, and and I wonder, you know, I wonder what the plan is there. What they're gonna do? Are they gonna build? They're gonna bring more? Are they just gonna wait for this guy to get healthy? Let's see what happens, you know, man. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the processing and the thinking for next season has already started yeah. for these guys, for the GMs and stuff like that. They're already like, yeah, they sell it great, boom, awesome, but they're. They're they're ready. They're you know they, the meetings tomorrow, and they're going to get this thing going, seeing what's up. They made you know that trade I mean? for for Scherzer, and you mentioned him. Like, how, how much does he have left though? Because you know now, yeah. So yeah. now we're in the off season. Now we start thinking like you know last year the Mets went all in with Scherzer and Verlander. 
They traded them both, you know, because fracasaron. Um, you know, and then Verlander and, and Scherzer end up in, in the playoffs. Yeah. But how much do they have left in the tank? How much can you count on uh, on on the 40-year-olds and also on guys like DeGrom? Because DeGrom, right. he's a great pitcher. Right. But, you know, being that great when you're missing most yeah. of the season doesn't do you any good. Yeah, for, for me, they're both a, a little bit different because DeGrom just had the Tommy John, which is a big, a big huge, surgery. Yeah. So it's something that he's going to come back very strong from. But what I'm seeing with Scherzer is that we're beginning to see a lot of little nagging things. Like the other day, he couldn't go up the stairs coming out of the dugout to pitch. His back <laughs> like froze up or whatever. So, you know, it, it's not the shoulder, it's not the elbow. But when you start seeing those little nagging uh, things, those little little back, little spasms, little this, he can't go out and pitch the third because of this, then to me, it's downhill. I think for him, 12 to 16 starts next year. Like, that's that's the range. You yep. know, I don't, I don't see him getting anything more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could be a, a contributor, a very good contributor because he's a veteran, he's been there, he's one of the best, you know, or, to ever do it. Or convince him to finish his career coming out of the pen somehow, try to create something, you know, try to try to maybe take help him to take care of his body better because maybe the starting thing, yeah, it's kind of too much. Remember when the Braves you know? made Smoltz into a closer? Yeah, that's hey, what I'm saying. So. Dennis Eckersley... You remember him with the A's later in his career? I mean, he wasn't 40, but Dennis Eckersley yeah. was made in, in, into yeah. a closer, and, think, and he was a very good closer. And I think the Mets are still flipping a lot of this bill, so, I mean, you really don't have much to lose. You move him you know, you move him to the pen, maybe yeah. get yourself another starter, but um, I don't think he's going to be a reliable. I no, think he's just going to be rely in too much out. on him. Yeah, you know? But I'm excited to see what that team could do, and, yeah. you know, I... I'm glad they won. You know, I'm glad they won because they're, well, they, they took out the Astros, so they yes, hold a, a special absolutely. place in my heart. But but the the Rangers, man, they, you know, they, they came up big and, you know, they they were an afterthought. So so were the Diamondbacks, yeah. but, you know, they came in. And another crazy stat, they did not lose one road game. All, all playoffs. 11 and the 0, entire right? playoffs. It's wild. The Road Warriors, man. You know, do, is home field? I mean, home field this. I mean, but, this postseason. But, but does it home ever field? No matter. Or nada. Eh, but does no it, or nada. Like, I'm beginning to think that the home field advantage has nothing to do with how the games played. I'm no. be, I'm, the home field advantage is you're sleeping, your restaurants, you're eating at your house, you got your family there, whatever. But Armando, for some, that doesn't create a better playing atmosphere. Some people. Play better alone. Maybe they want to live alone or they're on the road. They're by themselves. They have no distractions. You know what I'm saying? You know, and they're able to, pr to play better or produce better. So, you know, the whole home visitor thing for me, you know, it's beginning to really be a non-factor for me because of these numbers that I'm seeing. Yeah, and the, even the numbers in Little don't League, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You you both get the same amount of chances. Um, and I just don't think that you can say, oh, home field is better because what if it's not better for me? What if what if us eight like playing on the road? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think home field is better, but it's it's interesting. You know, that's wild how, you know, those numbers are. But, you know, it depends. To me, it's, like, a, it, to me it's a non-factor other than the bed you're sleeping yeah. in. Yeah. I you mean, that, I that's mean? like, but if. Hey, and some people like hotels. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Look, if you tell me, let's say the Yankees have, no, say, four lefties. In, in their lineup, and the short porch, you know, benefits them, and the other team has righties that pull the ball, then you can see the advantage yeah, absolutely. there. But absolutely, but the fence other is still going to be there look, for both fields. Nothing look, changes, what, look what happened this know? postseason. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It didn't matter. Arizona won one in Texas. Texas didn't, didn't Texas lost 
to the to the Astros, then won all all the ones in Houston, and didn't you know, matter. so it didn't matter. Didn't matter, and it doesn't because everybody's gonna get the same opportunities, man. Everybody here can go deep at every angle already. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like once the first pitch is thrown, there being like some type of difference, like no man, like you gotta play the game. You gotta even if the game's on the moon, baseball field on the moon, like you gotta play it. You know? How about a neutral site then? What's to be said about a neutral site? Nobody yeah. has a you know. So I don't know. Like when they played the uh, the Field of Dream games, it didn't you know it didn't matter what um, where you were. Tony, you brought that up. Did you see that they're refurbishing the oldest? Professional Negro League Stadium, MLB's refurbishing it, refurbishing it, and there's no, going to be a Giants that. game. Awesome. I shared it. Um, I'll, I'll tag you on it, but MLB is refurbishing the oldest stadium in the United States. It was a Negro League stadium, and I saw the upgrades that they're doing coming out That's super awesome. beautiful, and there's going to be an ML game, MLB game there this year. It's the Giants, and I'm not sure who else. That's amazing. But yeah, it's going to be real cool. It's on my story if you want to check it out. That's really cool, man. You know, and, and, and look, you know, as much crap as you know, we've given Major League Baseball sometimes because of some of the, some of the decisions and some of the rules and all that. Um, you know, it they've done a lot of good. You know, the Field of Dream game, awesome. awesome, love it, love it. This thing that they're doing now with the Negro League Stadium that you just said, love that too. You know, they, I I think they're taking the right approach to bring to bring back fans. Yes, you know, um, whether whether we get. You know, people to come back to it, kind of like they did in the '80s and '90s. Let's see, man. You know, I, I, I would want to see Major League Baseball, and maybe they are doing it, and we're just like, I want to see them go more into the community. You know, get get into the inner city, bring baseball back, but like, I mean, pour a lot of money into it, because you know, like last last year, you know, we saw we saw the like the the lack of presence of kids that grew up in the inner city playing in the world series. And, and look, you know, I, I put out a stack of books uh, that I mentioned the other day that my dad gave me as a kid. Um, and Ozzy Smith is on the cover, you know, guys like Ozzy Smith, you know, uh, Tony Gwynn and all that. Like we're, we're not, we're not seeing, we're not seeing that much African-American presence in, in, in baseball. And you want to see that. You just mentioned the Negro Leagues, man. Like Absolutely. The, the, the African-Americans 100%. had their own league at the time because they couldn't get integrated into baseball. And, and it was a beautiful thing. And, and you know, we, we need that. We need that back. We, we also need Major League Baseball to be back in, in Little League, period. Yeah. You know, we, we need this generation of kids to, when you like baseball, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're taking the right steps Baseball's to for bring everybody. back entertainment. Baseball's for, for everybody and, and should be available for everybody. You know what I mean? And MLB, you know, has a, a huge opportunity here to make a huge impact in kids' lives in Little League Baseball. And, um, you know, I think they're going in the right direction. I'm just not sure about the pace. You know what I yeah. mean? I wish it was a little sooner. <laughs> 12, 12 billion. Yeah, man. Hey, what, throw, they're, what they're bringing you, they're worth. You know throw, what I mean? But, throw some money. Yeah. Throw some money, man. Like we, we're 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 seeing good steps. We're seeing we're seeing the right steps. And and look, even with the um with the baseball with the baseball cards, you know, like now Tops made, you know, they have a deal with Fanatics, and you know, I think um uh, I think just the presence of Fanatics and the they're gonna make it easy for for people to go online and order order these packs and cards and all that. And now there's, it's not like when we were growing up. I mean, I, I kind of miss when we were growing up. You know, you used to pull a Bo Jackson. It was a Bo Jackson. 
now it's like a Bo Jackson refractor. Exactly. One of five. One of five. Or right. one of one. Blue, or whatever, red, orange, you know? purple. And they're yeah. worth a ton of money. But but I've seen the videos of these kids, you know, opening the packs. And they're like, oh, my God, yeah. one of one Otani. Yeah. You know, and they're going nuts. And 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 I remember last year when, when we played the DD um, Instructional League, I I did a little goodie bag. You know, I told you, hey, Mike, you know, I want to make wristbands for other kids. Right. And I also went and bought a pack of cards for each kid, too. You know, just I remember opening those packs, man, and putting out my favorite player, like, Mattingly, and I'll be like, oh. God, and trading cards, man. Game. Trading cards all the time. I sit with know? my friends and Putting trade them cards. In their plastic. You had your little book. You take that book with you everywhere. You know, you're going to your friend's house. It's something easy to take with you. You take it to school. You put it in your backpack. I, I like that's so. Like I kind of feel like the. I kind of feel the the as much as I love the baseball card industry, it's gotten fragile, Armando, because now if you open it, don't bend it, don't touch it, don't touch the corners, bro. We used to. If you go through my baseball cards that I have, you're rarely going to find a mint card. Yeah. But because it, it was different then, it, you know, now it's all about the mint card and the PSA. I and like get a, it. Yeah, I man. I used to get all my cards and like throw yes. them there, like, be, you know, yes. separate them by team. Absolutely. And then, hey, Mike, yes. I'll trade you. Of course. You know, Dave Stewart for Eckersley yes. or whatever, you know? Yes. You know, and I remember going when I was little, I remember going to Publix. And going to Eckerd's, which was right there on 137th and H, which was my first job, by the way. I was 15. And in the magazine section, they always had the the baseball like the card. Beckett. But yeah, the Beckett. And, and then they had those books of stickers. That, you yeah. know, we'll buy the baseball stickers and stuff like that. And you know what? You go to those stores now, and they're not there. Mike, I, I, the, I was the, able the, to buy cards there. in any store. I remember going Everywhere. to 7-Eleven. Baseball cards. Remember? Ice cream man. You used baseball to be able cards. to have baseball cards with the ice cream man. You used to be able to buy a pack of cards with the ice cream man. But Armando, when I when I own Sluggers and I tried to get these things in there, bro, they get them in there is a lot of money. Yep. You know, it's changed so much. Like it's so fragile. Like a pack of cards now is what? Like five bucks? Yeah, they used to be a dollar, fifty cents, or whatever. You know, remember McCr uh, McCrory? Yes, I I, bought, I used to buy cards at McCrory yeah. too. I remember buying like a pack of uh, of Fleer cards that were yellow and i remember buying that pack at mccrory and you know you would go through them and most of it was crap yeah. and then you would get but you would get like you know yeah. canseco or or whatever you know um uh, mattingly frank thomas you know it it, it was it was cool it was, it was cool. accessible it was fun and you had the baseball shops and everybody and all your buddies and all your homies were doing it and you we're know all what i'm saying doing it. we were all doing it we were always open to let me see your cards you know what i'm saying <sighs> You know, and, and it's hard to, like, have the shop that you could go to. to you know, I, I, I popped into one. There's on, on US1, and it's fantastic. It's this older guy. He has a bunch of cards there. Super cool. But I remember seeing, like, this Palmero rookie that I liked, and I'm like, man, this Palmero rookie is cool. How much is it? No, it's this much. I'm like, all right. Went outside, went on eBay, bought it for cheaper. Yeah. You know, and it was the same same condition, you know, and, and it just sucks because, you know, back then we just had like the accessibility. That's, That's the only way. There was yeah. no eBay. There was no eBay. You know, you, you would go to the store or... Or a card you, show. They come here once in a while. A card know? show. I, I remember meeting... Uh, dude, let's... I, I should go. 100% should I want to go to a card show. definitely 100%. go. 100%. The next card show that comes, like I missed the last one and I was extremely disappointed. But we should definitely get a group together and go to the next card show. you know what we, show. Should, what we should find too... And look, if you're out there and you're listening and, and you know of one, let, let us know. There's because every time I go, I go on, you know, on, I go on Twitter and I follow a bunch of baseball guys. Some guys are like, "Hey, I went to a thrift shop, 
And I found, dude, a box of like 1987 tops. And they paid like 10 bucks for it. Like, I don't know where to find that in Miami. You know, it's easy to access it in you know Missouri or or somewhere else. But in Miami, I don't know. So if you guys know, let us know. I would love to go to a thrift store and buy some of those old cards. I'm going to give, we got a lot of, our listeners are crawling up. I'm going to give some advice here. Amando, I'm going to give you some advice. I'm going to give it on the show. Anytime you see a, a garage sale, stop. I stopped, the, I stopped the other day on my way home from Fern Island Saturday after a game. I saw a big garage show. I stopped, and I, see, I only got down to see if they had, like, boxes or because you'd be surprised what you can find at the Goodwill store and at these shops with card boxes and gloves and stuff like that. So you have a lot of people cleaning out houses, heat selling, whatever, people selling. They just want to get rid of that shit, and yeah, they have right. no idea. Right. Because realistically, you know you have a lot of cards. I know I have a lot of cards. But we don't know what we got in there. So imagine that 40 years from now where you're cleaning out a house and you just got to get rid of it by now. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's where you're going to capitalize. That's where those cards are, Armando. They're not on the street. That's where they are. I remember... They're people's houses. You know, and when, I, and when I say this, I mean, it, it's going to sound like how much older than you could they be. But so I have, I have an older sister from my dad's first marriage. So she, could be, she could be my mom. Like she's only three years younger than my mom was my dad's. Uh, you know, right. last marriage. Um, and she had three boys. Her three boys, my nephews, are all older than me. So the oldest one, I remember during, he's, if I'm 43 now, he's probably like 51, so like eight years older than me. During Andrew, I was in, it was 92, right? So I was 12. He was about 19, 20 years old. So he had like this box full of cards and her, her, she lost part of her roof during Andrew. So a lot of these cards got wet or whatever, and she had them there. And she's like, hey, Jesse doesn't want these anymore. You know, do you want them? And I'm like, sure. So I take it home. You know, a lot of them were damaged or whatever. Dude, in there I found Larry Bird rookie, Kyle Ripken rookie, Dan Marino rookie, Joe Montana rookie, a bunch of like really, really cool cards that I, I still have my Marino rookie there. That I got from there. And I remember talking to him years later. And and he's like, he's like, bro, I was always wondering where those cards went. My mom gave them to you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not giving them yeah, back, bro. No. <laughs> I'm not giving them back. But there was a, a bunch of cool cards there. Yeah, if you if you are our age, you know, 40, 44, 34, 38, 39, whatever, and you collected cards and you have a box of cards and you know you have a box of cards, go through it. Because I can guarantee those the cards that were hot, that were all everywhere back in the day, you got that Barry Bonds rookie. You got that Bo Jackson rookie. You got that Ricky Henderson everywhere. Like those, they, they made a lot of those cards, you know, because there was really no way of just tracking them, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, you, you sell them now. The PSA's got numbers, you know what I mean? Right. The tricky thing is because we didn't know better of how we were back in the day, the condition of the card and what's it going to be worth because you go online and you find even some cards of some big time players are not worth a lot because there's right. not a lot of good cards out there of them. The good cards are now because Tops will make a one of one. They'll take it in a case to Otani and say, sign it. He'll sign it with a pen. They'll close the case. Nobody will get their fingers on it and they'll put it in the thing and sell it or, you know, but yeah. just one card. Before there was none of that. They were just printing cards. Yeah, yeah. you didn't, you didn't get That's that. That's why the then. cards have a lot more value now than because there's less of them. You yep. know what I, mean? I remember. I remember the um, 
the holy grail was that 1989 upper deck ken griffey yeah man i, I ended up bidding for two uh, one psa rated one not psa rated the psa rated one i got like a seven of ten i didn't give a shit i wanted the card like i'm like I'm like, I'm an adult now. I could afford yeah. to buy this card. It's the one I wanted. And I didn't pay much for it. It was it like would, 50 bucks, 50 something bucks. It would be tough to find a 10 of 10. Absolutely. It's, it's not. If you go look at a, up a trout card right now, you're going to find thousands, 10 of 10s. You're not going to find that of Griffey, 10 of 10. Like you're going to yep. find buy and you're going to have to pay a premium for it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, a lot of these like older. Hey. And if you buy like 1950 something, a 2 of 10 or 3 of 10, that's just to give you an, Just to give you an idea. Before the World Series started in the playoffs, the Corbin Carroll, one of one, one of one signed, refractor, whatever, was before the World Series, before in the middle of the playoffs, at 10 Gs. 10 grand. Well. That's that's Corbin Carroll, rookie. That's where he was. That's that's where he's at. Now, maybe more. I don't know. Maybe less. I don't know. But 10 Gs. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Yeah. No, like the, you know, like we, we got into this because... We're talking about how MLB is catering to to the younger generation. And, you know, it, it's like we said, you know, g- good job with all these all these steps. But, man, we got to get back. And I, I hate to sound like one of these, like, you know, we said, we said we're like 43, 44. I hate to sound like, you know, like when we were kids, we were listening to the old guys. Oh, baseball was better. You know, Ted Williams and this and that. But I think, like, baseball was, was pure, man. Like, they were superstars. Like, I... I I mentioned this week in baseball the other day, and Eddie Hernandez, um, <clears throat> Ryan Hernandez's dad, um, you know, messaged me. He's like, "Man, I used to love this week in baseball." You know, we had Mel Allen, and yep. we used to watch Phil Rizzuto on TV. Yep. Uh, you know, calling Yankee games and with Tom Seaver, and these guys were like superstars to yep. us, man. Like, you know, um, and l- like I said, I, I don't. I, I remember going to Pascual, you know, and and if um and if Alex Delgado is listening, you know, and and Juan, you know, I used to go there every every Saturday. I was there every single Saturday, and you know, we used to talk with all all the kids. You know, all the kids were talking, and and I I hear now like you know like with the six U DD Black. You know, I'm in the dugout and I'm listening, and you hear you know my son included talking about Super Mario, <laughs> the other about Sonic, and the other about I remember when and and that's. Across the board, and Across you, board. you know, of course. Um, I remember when when I played, we were all talking about Ricky Henderson and Mattingly and Frank Thomas. Because and I remember we had a team called. They were like, okay, like the the coaches there at Pacual would go, okay. Everybody was wearing the same uniform, Mike. We didn't have different uniforms, but we knew who was in our team. You nine, you're the Oakland A's, you're the Yankees, and you're, bro. And the kids would fight like, no, no, I want to be Canseco. I want to be Mark McGuire. Hey, Amandito, you're the shortstop. Okay, I'm Walt Weiss. You know, we knew who all these guys were. Amando, because we we were connected to it a little bit differently, and we didn't have the distractions yeah. that these kids have nowadays. These iPads and these TVs, they're amazing, these games, you know what I mean? But for me, I remember back in the day, I was waking up, eating some breakfast, seeing what was on TV, going in the pool, riding my bike, Playing with my my baseball cards, shooting some hoops. You know, baseball cards went with me everywhere. It's different now, man. Yep. It's different. You know what I mean? My my favorite games were always the sports ones. Yes. Oh, even I, to I, this day. I remember aside from um aside from Mike Tyson's punch out, because Mike Tyson punch out is badass, uh, my other favorite game was baseball stars on Nintendo. 
and baseball stars had the one team that had Pete Rose and Babe Ruth and all you said home runs with everybody. Uh, but but baseball stars was amazing. And then when Super Nintendo came out, it was Ken Griffey Jr. Yes. Baseball was my favorite one. Armando, when I had the Nintendo 64, I had one game, the Madden game. I played it every night with my friend Hector, and it was what we did. Okay, now as an adult, I have an Xbox 360. I don't know if that's outdated or not. I'm not up to date with what's going on. But the games I have are the race car game, the Gran Turismo, whatever, the baseball, and the basketball. That's it. Like, that's it. That is nothing else. I like, still has games. a 44-year-old man. Like, that's all I have. That's all I'm interested in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still, I'm still there with it. It's crazy. Yeah. Not interested in the gun game. I'm not interested in the, in, the, in, the, in the hockey game or the FIFA. Here's a badass game. I'm not interested. FIFA it is pretty badass. I, I know, but it doesn't interest me. You know what I mean? Well, so. we, we have a couple of baseball games there for the for the Switch. You know, I, I bought one for Anderson that's uh, it's a little more uh, uh, gimmicky, a little more character-based. Yeah. has a big poppy with Absolutely. a big-ass head. Absolutely. Uh, but it's cool, and you get to bean people, and when you get bean, like the guy like collapse. I mean, it's pretty funny. Did you like what the NFL did with the cartoon game? That I loved it. I loved it. That's I loved that, and I loved the whole thing with Nickelodeon with the slime and yes. badass. I, I love I, it. What, what they did with the football game that it was that you're watching the game, but in, Toy Story, but in Toy Story, <laughs> was fascinating. And I think that that is a great way to get kids, boys or girls, I like it to watch this. You yep. know what I'm saying? And baseball can do something like that, Armando. They Absolutely. can have a channel for that. They own a channel. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like they can do that. Like that's I thought that was really cool, man. I thought that was ML really cool. MLB for kids. Yeah, whatever, whatever Mario baseball, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? You're still playing baseball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I think got, I think that's great. We got a couple of kids IE at D D. We're recording one day just talking talking baseball, yes. man. Other yes. other kids will watch. Yes, absolutely. I think that's a great idea, man. Yeah, no, we we, we definitely gotta help. And look, we us here and, and the people listening, we have to be ambassadors. And I'm not talking about, look, if one day, if one day Anderson tells me, Papi, you know what? I don't want to play baseball anymore. Hey, not you know me. what? That's fine. There's plenty of stuff to do. There's robotics. There's this. There's that. I get it. I get it. But there are kids that are going to be playing for a long time. And it could be him. It could be my nephew, AJ. It could be many other kids. It could be your kids, uh, you know, kids listening. Uh, or or guys listening or and, and moms listening you know there there it could be your kids too that that are playing for a long time but it's i think it's on us to help cultivate that oh, 100%. and you know like my dad my dad gave me those books yeah and i and i have them still to this day tell them what condition those are in no mac daddy condition it's like pristine like condition pristine condition but that's what i used to do i didn't have the internet to go on i used to go through those books and i'm like hey brooks robinson I never watched Brooks Robinson play, but I read about him. Exactly. Hey, Hoyt Wilhelm. I never watched Hoyt Wilhelm pitch, but he's in those books. Satchel yeah. Page is in. All these guys are in those books. Yeah. My dad would talk to me about, oh, Mickey Mantle hit the longest home run of all time. Mickey Mantle was the fastest from first to home. And I, and I repeated that because that's what I would learn. And, you know, and, and I would watch all those documentaries and, you know, and be fascinated. I just bought a documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Yogi Berra dying to watch it i'm gonna sit you know maybe this weekend on sunday after the after the dolphins play i'll sit there tranquilo and watch the documentary you know it's you learn man and and now you know now that we're you know 40 something and we have all this technology so we could go on youtube yeah. and look up you know documentary you know yep. or 1977 yep. yankees or rizzuto or whatever and we could watch highlights sure can 
We sure can, and we need it's to do awesome. more of that. You know, less of the less of the games and and more of of, of the baseball. You yep. know what I mean? Especially you know, um, especially during season. Especially like you know, I think. You know, like, and I know you did it on Monday because I know, but I, I know that you've explained to Anderson how playoffs work. Yep. You know, you just went through it. You saw it. You played in it. You know, his playoffs are coming up. Like, it's important to to make those comparisons and have those conversations during those games while you're watching the game and say, hey, you saw this, you saw that, you saw that, boom, boom, boom. You know what yep. I'm saying? And um, like you said, it's, it's it's kind of our responsibility. And you know what? And I'm going to make some deep thought of that. Maybe there's something I can do within the program to 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 give the kids some history. You know what I yep. mean? And uh, let's see if we can spark their brains a little bit. You yeah, know what man. I mean? Yep. We no, and, and, you know, talking about the, the past, uh, before we go, you know, I wanted to touch on this topic because, look, we're going to have plenty of, of up-ending episodes to talk about free agency and all that. By next week, we're going to have more insight. We're going to have more insight on managers. You know, Bob Melvin now goes to the Giants. It's a bunch of openings. And, and I texted you this last night. I go, Mike, isn't it, isn't it curious with all these managerial changes, with all the young bucks, you know, coming up because, yeah, Lavulo's a young guy, but he's been yeah he's been in the yeah. in the game quite a bit. His first year managing, managing. was O two, right? So so that's minor 20, it's 20, 21 years. years already. Um, the last two World Series champs, Dusty, Bruce Bochy, 68, 69, 70 years old. You had to go back to 2003. You know, we had McKeon winning with the Marlins. It, it, it says something about the old guys, quote-unquote, could still provide a lot of freaking value to your team. And it doesn't have to be the next young guy, the the next lightning rod. Show Walter's out there. Joe Madden is out there who he said, hey, I'm not getting jobs because I said something about analytics and the GM and the owners shoving it down my throat, especially at Anaheim. He wrote that in a book. So he got a little, a little blackballed. But one of these teams who wants to take a different approach and sees Bochi and sees Baker might say, hey, Madden, what are you doing? Showalter, I know it didn't go good with, with the Mets, but hey, why don't, why don't we give it a go? Why don't you give it a, a, another go? You might get some of these guys and they might they might be what you need to, you know, start this team. Because, so, yes, yeah, sometimes maybe like a like a team like the Marlins might need Schumacher. I did, did a, a great job. You know, maybe Mattingly was a, a little bit too, I don't know, if you want to say antiquated or whatever for some of these guys. But some of these teams, all they need is some veteran leadership. And Bochi got in there and he goes, Papa, I have World Series title. I've gone to the pennant. You know, I've gone to the World Series before the Texas Rangers with two teams. Now he's gone with three teams. He's got four one teams. With, one with two teams, you know. It, there's something to be said about a guy walking into the room like that. That's why That's why even though Spolstra is the face of the of the Heat as a coach, you know, Riley's the guy. Riley's the guy. You walk into his office and Riley's like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And he's yeah. flashing his rings. Yeah. There's something to be said about that. So there's, that there's, said, Mike, now with these managerial opens – openings some of these old guys are going to get the calls i think so i think so there's something to be said about experience and veteranship you know what i'm saying um and i think that like you just said like i think that when they're hired armando that's just what's expected of them just the veteranship and the experience and how to kind of penetrate these guys to kind of maximize them and get them to where they need to be for everybody to be successful um 
And, you know, as much as I love Tori Lovolo, bro, I mean, he's my guy. I rode with him. I picked them to win because of him. You know, I don't know if you saw his interviews, but the guy's really, really a class act. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way that this game is set up, because it's so different every day that you play, unfortunately, the, the guy who's been managing for seven years is not going to have the same experience or knowledge or veteranship than the guy who's been uh, doing it for 20 years. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It doesn't mean that you can't get a team as a fifth-year, sixth-year, seventh-year manager and win a World Series. I'm not saying you can't do that. You, of course you can. Absolutely you can. But it's not likely. We don't see it a lot. And just, just because baseball is so different every game, Armando. Armando, you've been to how many 6U games this season? And every a game, lot. every <laughs> game is different. Yep. Every game is completely different. So you, you, you can't substitute the value in the fact that Bochi's sat in front of 2,000 more games than you. You can still beat me. No doubt about it. Your guys come out and play absolutely because at the end of the day, the guys got to play. But he's seen more. He's experienced more. He's felt more because he's been around more. And, and you have to have value in that. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, Armando, the, the, you as a realtor in 20 years is going to be better than Armando the realtor today. Mike Quintana, the coach, in 20 years is going to be better than Mike Quintana, the coach, today because we have more experience, more knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and, I, and I would see it in the know. I would see it in the TV world too, you know when you used to sit with some of these old heads who have been doing it for for a very long time, and you know they had the experience. They sat in that chair, producing, directing, doing whatever, and you know you, you just saw like the composure. They've uh, been there before. Amanda, you were very good at it at what you did. I mean, you were obviously super stellar at what you did, but. Imagine if you did that for another 30 years. How how good would you be, bro? Yeah, that's why I look the You know what I'm saying? Like it's the, the it's best the, the best is, producer you know? I think in in NFL right now is um is uh Godelli. Fred Godelli and 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 he he used to do Monday night football, does Sunday night football with and, you know started the Amazon broadcast now with with Al Michaels as well. You know, the, these are these are the um you know the these pioneers and 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 what what Gaudelli's done, you know, people under him learned. I got to pro, I got to produce NFL for the Telemundo side, but hearing him produce through my ear for the NBC side, you know, it's like the the level of calmness, how they go to the different things, and you learn, and then you emulate, and then you keep going. You know, that's why like the the you know, the guys that would come up through through baseball, and they got to learn from. A Tony Gwynn, a Wade Boggs, and all that, and they picked up a lot. I mean, is you you pick up a lot from these guys, and and you saw it through. You know, I mean, I can't say that Lavulo was going nuts either. I mean, you you would see him; he was calm and composed. But they would put Bochi, and Bochi was another level of like level. I, I've been here. Another level. I've been here. Another level. You know what I mean? And if 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 he's at that calmness, where are his players, man? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. If you're a manager, that's all of that. And then where are your players going to be? You know what I mean? Because the players um, are, there's a scenario and they're, and they're they're reacting and then they're like, oh, but, and they look at Bochi and Bochi's. Is Bochi managing next year? I he's think got so. to. I think he's so. Has to. I think he's going to be back. He's got to. He's got, I mean, he's got, Baker retired. Boy, he's catching you. He's catching you. He's got four. You got five. <laughs> what do you think? 
Pero he's just, you know, there's, there's value in veteranship. And, and again, like when we, I think, just to clean it up, I think that we, we've said in the past, like, you know, we, we like the youth, I would like to see a youth movement of managers, but it's to get to this point. Right. <laughs> like you got to manage for a long time. You know what I'm saying? So you got to kind of ride these older guys until they can't know more, you know, until these guys kind of get the experience, you know, because Lovello is fantastic and he's going to be fantastic in 10 years. I mean, he's just going to be unbelievable. Who knows what in store for him, you know? And, and also who do you have there in the bench with you too? Yeah. Cause that matters. You know, you, you don't think it, I mean, like for people, I remember when the Yankees won out, you know, and they were the dynasty, Joe Torre had Don Zimmer, who was also a manager yep. and a, and a, and a, a pretty bulldog. badass baseball player in, in his time, you know? Um, he had him there. And and Texas has Mike Maddox. Mike Maddox has been doing that for a long time. Oh, yeah. A long, long time. Yep. So, you know, every time you would have, like, you know, the pitcher needed to get out of a jam, you see Mike Maddox going to the mound. Yesterday at the end of the game, I mean, he, he had to come out and, you know, talk talk to his pitcher and... And, you know, he pitched two innings and, and, you know, clinched it for them. So, you know, build, building these teams, man, that, that veteran leadership could, you know, could be valuable. So let's see. Let's see how this managerial, um, yeah. you know, um, what's it called? Merry-go-round goes now. You might see some of these guys reappear. Terry Francona doesn't have a job right now. You, you, know, you know what I see with these managers that are really good? I don't see egos. Right. With these older managers. Aaron Boone, I see an ego there still. I still see an ego. You know what I mean? Um, I don't see egos with these guys, man. I see I mean, them so, as some of them do, open but books. These guys are great, the ones that right now. You know what I'm saying? And um, that that veteranship and that value, knowing how to communicate. Who knows what he's told those pitchers? I'd love to be in there and just to hear what he said. Yeah. To pick something up. You know what I'm saying? Tone or demeanor, something, you know? Yep. So before we go, and, and you know, these next few weeks are going to be fun, Mike. Um, remember, if you need real estate advice, you want to sell, buy, call me. There's a lot of real estate now in the news, you know, with these changes. and all, Nothing's changed yet. Everything's still the same. And you know what? You still need, I feel you need the, the, the help of a, of a real estate agent. When I bought my house and I wasn't a, a realtor yet, I used a real estate agent. Because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, Mike. I look back to when I bought my house... And, and I think back the way I thought, the way I was doing things and the, the times I was getting frustrated with my agent. And, and I think back now and I'm like, I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything. Uh, you, need, you need experts. Just like you need the old school manager to teach you how to manage, to teach you the stuff. You need, you need the professionals. You don't go and, you know, tell your friend like, hey, man, you know, I have a pain in this tooth. What should I do? Your friend's an architect. What the hell yeah. is he going to know about, <laughs> about your tooth? You call your friend that's a dentist or you go to your dentist. Yeah. You know? Um, over at Tim Brendan, one of the moms, she's an optometrist. You know, I told her, hey, you know, a couple of times I go out. I'm not going to ask, hey, Mike, you know, a couple of times I'm going out, I'm seeing blurry. What should I do? No, 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 no I'm going to tell you, coach, go, right? go see the optometrist. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, you need an, you need an agent? Call me. You know, I'm going to provide value. That's what I do. We're going to build a relationship. We're going to do it together. We're going to provide value. And I'm going to help you. Plain and simple. And he's a good person. You know, the same thing. You have a kid. 
He wants to play baseball. You call Coach Mike. Coach Mike, Diamond Dreams Miami. Uh, registration's open. We are already uh, getting started preparing the spring season, especially for our instructional league. So if you're a beginner, T-ball, three, four, five-year-old, we have a T-ball league for you, a nice in-house league. If you're a beginner, six and seven, that's never played and you want to play in a good environment and learn the basics, we have a league for you as well. Um, Ten games plus playoffs starting in January. It'll be season 16. That we do that. So wow. uh, all beginners, we want you. You're getting into that bochi level. Man. Real experience, guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll, we'll come out, you know, reach out. But we, we really want those beginners. How long have you had the academy already? We've had the academy 10 years. Okay, I started, um, for those of you that don't know, I worked in management before from 07 to uh, 2015. But I started the academy in 2013. Uh, built that for a couple of years. And then I resigned from that job. And I've, I've had the academy now 10 years. Yeah, ve veteran leadership, years, man. Veteran leadership, man. And, and I'm hoping Bo and, and I'm hoping another ten to go. How many rings? You know How I mean? many rings? We have, I think, <laughs> now like eighteen, eighteen championships, something like, like that. Throughout, that. you know, sixteen, eighteen championships. It's been good, man. It's been fun. Um, what I can say is that we've always played with registered players. We've never had invited players from other teams. We've never had a kid play for free. Uh, we've never had none of that. Um, this has been straight up pay the play, and that's how we've won. And that's how we're going to continue to win. So if you want to come and be part of a real program, you know where you got to earn it. We're we're your spot. So if you play, if you play, uh, if you play Amoeba for a Diamond Dreams team, you're you're practicing there with you're, Diamond Dreams on it. Tuesday you're, and Thursday and Wednesday and, and Monday. That's what you're doing. That's where you're not wearing another uniform. Exactly. You know what I mean. Um, and that's what we're going to do. So absolutely. Registration is open. Hit me up. DM. And let's see. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're no no November, Mike. That's it. Yeah, it's Christmas. People are saying they skip Thanksgiving straight into Christmas. Yeah, I saw Mar Mariah Carey being broken <laughs> out of the glass yesterday. That's it, man. That was when she gets her paycheck, <laughs> you know? All I want for Christmas. And let's see, man. A lot of these teams have a lot of players on their Christmas wish list. Number one is Otani. Where's he going to end up? We're going to speculate for the next few weeks. We'll have some guests. We'll talk some uh, some Miba baseball. We'll go through the playoffs. It's going to be a lot of fun, it's but thanks for listening. Thank you.